Merry Christmas, Cathedral of Faith. Come on, everybody. It's Christmas season. Are you grateful to be in the house of the Lord? So good to see you guys. Can we all stand to our feet? We're going to begin our worship service, and I have the privilege and honor of introducing one of my dear friends. Um, we have a, an amazing service that we get to experience together. The Lord has prepared a beautiful table for you today, and we're so happy to be. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? All right. Well, I'd like to introduce to you uh, one of my dear friends. His name is Steve Crawford. He has been, uh, you might know him from his early work with the group Anointed, who was a groundbreaking group in contemporary Christian music and gospel. They actually were nominated for three Grammys, and they won like seven Dove Awards. Like, count them, one, seven. <laughs> they won like three stellar awards, and they've been so uh, decorated throughout the years. And, they, and he's also been leading worship at the largest church in the country, which is Lakewood Church with Pastor Joel Osteen. I'd like us all to give a great big San Jose Cathedral of Faith welcome to my dear friend, Mr. Steve Crawford.
everybody, let's celebrate. Welcome to Cathedral, everybody. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. One more time, are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Welcome, everyone. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. In this moment, we're just going to pause in the midst of the celebration, in the midst of the fun. Sometimes it's great that we can just remind ourselves what all this is about. It's not about just entertaining ourselves or feeling good or having fun, although it is all those things. At the core of it, Christmas is about lifting our eyes and looking for our soon and coming king, remembering his birth and embracing him in our presence. So if you feel comfortable to do so, we want to invite you to just extend your hands heavenward in this moment as we pause. Father God, in the midst of all this joyous celebration, you deserve a pause. You deserve our stillness in this moment. You deserve our reverence. And I pray, Lord, that in this holy moment, God, our eyes would be open to the beauty of the good news. That we would be open to the reality of our Savior has come that we have not been left to ourselves. Our hero is here, our champion is here, and now we have a future to look forward to. Thank you for getting uncomfortable by coming into our world and living a perfect life and giving yourself up to such pain and loss and suffering so that we may be clothed with a robe of righteousness. So Father, Lord, you deserve this moment of reverence and adoration and, and celebration. And we're careful to lift our eyes to you in this moment. We love you, God, we bless you. I pray your blessing over your people as they gather here today. God, may they feel something within them that is jumping in this moment that has to be a part. They have to be a part of the sound of praise they have to give thanks. They have to acknowledge the royalty that is in the room. We love you, Father. You so deserve all this. You so deserve this effort. You so deserve our sound. You so deserve our excitement. You so deserve this attention. You so deserve all this effort. You so deserve this moment. And all of God's people shouted, Amen. Come on to Cathedral of Faith one more time. Thunderous ovation of thanksgiving to the King. Oh, felt its worth. 
cathedral giving praise now we give you praise come on and give him a shout of praise yeah oh we thank you jesus beautiful moment together as we said before God you so deserve this effort you so deserve our attention and brothers and sisters as we stand here at the table of the Lord we stand on on holy ground we stand on solid ground we stand on equal ground together all of us in need of a Savior I hope you hear that today, that none of us are further along in our righteousness than any other one else. We all are clothed in the same robe of righteousness, and that is why we give him thanks and honor and glory. One of the things that I find so poetically and prophetically beautiful about the season of Christmas is that we celebrate the birth of a Savior, but we also look with anticipation for a savior. What we celebrate and commemorate in the birth of Christ, we also anticipate for the culmination of all things in Christ Jesus. We stand right here in this tension together. I think each and every one of us can bear witness to that, what it feels like to commemorate something in the past, but. Oh, do we all long for a day? Do we all long for a moment where all of this begins to make even more sense? All the pain, all the suffering, all the hurt, all the loss, all the confusion, all the fear, it's met in thee tonight. So as we take of the body of Christ, may you receive wholeness to your physical body and may the same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the grave be in us today as we take of the body of Christ. And, and oh, the blood of Jesus, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but this precious blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this and what this represents. We pray that the grace and mercy of Calvary would be applied to each and every one of us today in this moment, those who are watching online, those who are in other venues and other spaces. May the spirit of Christ meet us together as we partake of the blood of Christ.
And as we seal this moment together by praying the words that our Savior taught us to pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and amen. Cathedral of Faith, again, no one else deserves this kind of effort, this kind of attention, this kind of adoration, this kind of celebration. So one more time, Cathedral, before we're seated, a thunderous ovation of applause for the King, for his presence, for his cup, for his table, for his perfect work. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, a shout of praise unto the King, a shout of glory in the sanctuary. A shout of hallelujah from our souls. Come on and give it praise, yes! Hello and happy Sunday. My name is Stephanie and I want to welcome you to the Cathedral of Faith. If this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad that you're here today. We would love the opportunity to get to know you better and share a little bit about us. We have a welcome card that we'd love for you to fill out. It's on the back of the seat if you're in the sanctuary. If you're outside in the drive-in or the amphitheater, our ushers and greeters have them available for you as well. You can scan the QR code and fill it out digitally or you can turn it over and you can fill it out and give it to one of our ushers or greeters. We would love to stay connected with you. Speaking of staying connected, did you know we have a new Cathedral of Faith app? That's right. So go to your app store and download it today. And then on your way out today, make sure to stop by the guest centers and pick up your free star ornament. That's right. We're trying to bribe you to download our app with this star. So make sure you get yours today. Next Friday, December 23rd, it is a highlight for us. It is our Celebration of Love food giveaway. We would love for you to come and partner with us as we give away thousands of carts of food to those in our community. We're going to begin distributing food at 9 a.m., but if you'd like to volunteer with us, please check in at the Reaching Out Center at 8, and we will give you your name badge and get you all ready to go. Bring the whole family. It's going to be a great day. Can you believe Christmas is next Sunday? Our World of Arts team, our worship department, has been working on a special presentation celebrating the Savior's birth. We invite you and your family to join us for a special communion service. We have three service options, Saturday, December 24th at 5 or 7 p.m., as well as Christmas Day, Sunday at 11 a.m. Bring the whole family and let's celebrate the birth of Jesus together. Well, that's all I have for today, Cathedral family. I hope you have an amazing week. Be sure to stay connected with us on social media and download our app and get your free ornament after service. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Doesn't she do an amazing job? She's right down here in the second row. She's homegrown, born and raised here at Cathedral. Ah, uh, well, Merry Christmas, Cathedral Faith family. Merry Christmas. 
Oh, it's a beautiful day to be in the house of the Lord. We're so glad you're here. And it's great to have back in the house. They've been, they were longtime leaders in our church, Espy and Buzz House. Great to see you. Buzz and Espy right down here in the second row. Big part of our legacy of faith. Great to have them back in the house. Well, what an amazing Christmas season has already been here at Cathedral of Faith. And this weekend, throughout all of our campuses, we're giving out, we're going to be blessing uh, 499 families, 1,515 kids with thousands of brand new toys. It's all through your generosity. Shout out to Pastor Kent, our campus pastor down in Gilroy. Just this yesterday, they had a big Christmas celebration and toy giveaway right down there in Gilroy. And today at our San Jose campus, right after this service in our multi, we're going to be blessing hundreds of families. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to Pastor Yuse and Esther, who've been the champions of the toy drive effort and all the volunteers. Can we give it up for them? And we're so thankful for partners that come alongside us and support what God wants to do to be a blessing. And one of those partners, they've been a longtime partner here with Cathedral, the San Jose Chevy Classic Car Club, for their leadership, you know, for their support. They helped us with our toy drive. They gave 756 toys and gave us $1,225. And I would like to ask all their leaders that are here to stand, Stan Mansfield, Rob Lathrop, Cindy Bunch, and all their members, we want to give you a great big Cathedral of Faith. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. And of course, this coming Friday is our big celebration of love. Food giveaway it culminates a whole month of giving. We're blessing over 4,000 families. And I'm going to invite Pastor Bishop EC to come out here. He's our reaching out director. And he's going to just share with you a little bit about the impact what reaching out has done over the last couple of years. Thank you, Pastor Kurt. Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, year to date. By God's grace, in partnership with Second Harvest Food Bank and so many others, volunteers included, we have served over 900,000 clients with over $88 million worth of food, special needs, elderly, seniors, those who don't have a place to stay, and you are a part, such a vital part of making that happen. Thank you so much. God, God bless, bless you, Pastor. You. Thank you, Bishop. Your, you, your giving is making a huge difference, and it's because of your generosity, of your giving of your time and resources that we can do what God has called us to do. Because here at Cathedral Faith, we know we are blessed to be a blessing. Amen? And as we approach this final week, our budget goal for the food giveaway and the toy giveaway was $60,000 to make all of this happen. Just want to give you a report. So far to date, we've received $21,000. $49. We still have a week to go, and I'm believing for a little Christmas miracle, amen? Thanks for everyone who's already gone above and beyond your normal giving to help us with this special Christmas offering. If you haven't done so, if you've kind of been putting it off, I just want to challenge you, those that can, it's $30 to sponsor a grocery cart full of food or toys for kids. And so if God lays that on your heart, or maybe God's blessed you with more, you could do 10, 100, or whatever God puts on your heart. Lots of easy ways to give. You can do it through our Cathedral app. You can go to our website, or you can give on your way out with the ushers. You just mark Christmas offering, and we'll know. 
So how many people are gonna believe with me that God's gonna supply everything we need, amen? Let's give God praise in advance for what he's doing. Lord, we thank you for you are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God that sees ahead and makes provision. Lord, thank you for choosing us, God. You could have chosen someone else. Thank you for choosing us to help bring more heaven to our community, to help us be a blessing to thousands of families, God. Thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ, God, that provides meaning and joy in our lives. And Lord, thank you for this wonderful church family that has a heart for people. Lord, may what, how we give and what we give this week, and we pray that it will bring a great big smile to your face. We ask this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and by the power of his Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's continue our Christmas celebration as Steve Crawford and our World of Arts come to celebrate the King of all kings. The first Noel, the angel did say, was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so Come to the will, the King of Kings. 
Come on, let's give God praise. Thank you, Steve, and the cathedral. Wow. Wow. Well, I trust that you're going to open your heart, prepare your mind for the Word of God because it's here to change your life in the best kind of way and to change mine. Amen? So let's continue to follow the star. Cathedral family and friends. Once more, I'm on top of Mount Hamilton in front of the Lick Observatory. And I have to say one of my favorite planets is Jupiter. I like big dogs and I like big planets. <coughs> Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. Now it's also the fastest spinning planet in our solar system. So Jupiter has size and it has speed. We need Jupiter playing for the Raiders' defense. Come on, man! It was Galileo back in the 1600s with a telescope about this big, he observed that Jupiter had four moons. But 200 years later, in the building right behind me, they discovered that Jupiter had more than four moons. In fact, today we know it has 67 moons. And the new discoveries continue even today. They find planets and supernovas, Researchers say they're, they're even looking for aliens. E.T. Oh, oh. This is a place of new discoveries. And so is the story of Christmas. The wise men, they discover. They discover a unique star that takes them on a journey. And in that journey, they discover the real star of Bethlehem, a newborn king. And here's what I want you to think about. Who is the star that led you to Bethlehem? Instead of looking up at the heavens, look around you here on earth. And what is the star that led you to Jesus? And what if, what if, what if you could be that star? In a very dark world, what if you could be that star for someone else? Let's think about that together. Hello, Cathedral. It's great to see everybody. Wow, God is good. And all the time, it's Christmas time here at Cathedral. If you're not sure what season it is, I wore my shoes for you just to make sure. It's Christmas time, and I'm so glad that you're here. Whether you're on site or watching online, thank you for joining with us on the journey as we follow the star together. I'm going to invite you to stand with me, please, for the reading of the scripture. Once more, we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 2 to begin our journey today. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, begins this way. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. The wise men from, were from the east. As I mentioned last week, they were from the east side. <laughs> Isn't that right, house? 
Oh, it's Holmes. I'm sorry. I always get that wrong. So I'm trying to play it cool. All right. So they came from the east from to Jerusalem, and they asked this. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. Now, then they find out that the scriptures predicted that the new king would be born in Bethlehem. And so they begin their journey. They went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Another translation says it hovered over the place. Do you remember in the story of creation how the spirit hovered over the waters? And now here in the story of the new creation, we have the star hovering over the living water. His name is Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Well, it continues. When they started the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down. And they worshiped him. They bowed down and they worshiped him. For the next few moments, I invite you to join with me in thinking about the big question. What is the star that led you to Bethlehem? And how could you be that star for somebody else? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the cathedral family, friends that are here, guests, those who are on site, those who are online. I'm so grateful. They created space to come and meet you in this moment. I pray, God, in the next few minutes we have together, we'll hear the one thing that we need to hear so we can leave here changed because we've met you in this place. Life can be different this week for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name for Jesus' glory. And all God's people said... Amen. Can we give God praise one more time? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I see a star in the making. Would you say that with me? I see a star in the making. In fact, look at somebody and tell them before you're, as you're being seated, I see a star in the making. Go ahead. Now, on this journey, we're going to go through th to three different places. And the first one is this idea of being starstruck. Starstruck. What was the star that struck you and pointed you in the direction of Bethlehem? I saw this one comic where a wife is talking to the pastor, and she says this. She says, Pastor, I'd like you to meet my husband, Carl, who decided to come to church this Sunday. <laughs> kind of dragging him there. Meet the pastor. Then I saw another comic which said, it's so much easier dragging the kids to church in the winter. Ah, <laughs> oh, I got to love those parents. And then finally, there's Jesus himself. He's walking by somebody. He says, where you see one set of footprints is where I carried you. The long groove is where I dragged you kicking and screaming. <laughs> There's moments we all can identify with that. How did you end up here today? It may have started with someone dragging you, kicking and screaming. Somehow you found your way in church, but then over time you had 
an encounter with Jesus. You stepped across the line. You became a follower of Jesus. And now when you get up, you have a little different attitude. Instead of waking up and saying, oh man, I have to go to church. You wake up and say, wow, I get to go to church. Amen. <laughs> little different take on things. Who was the star that stood out to you? You were starstruck. And then that led you to Bethlehem. Perhaps it was a co-worker who just had this contagious joy about them. Or maybe it was a neighbor who showed you, just demonstrated extraordinary kindness. Or maybe it was this friend you watched walk through this incredible storm and yet they had this remarkable peace right in the middle of it. Or maybe it's that grandma who prayed for you and prayed for you and prayed for you and prayed for you some more and prayed for you some more and prayed for you some more. Can somebody thank God for praying grandmas in the house? Amen. She didn't give up on you. Yeah, we know that. Who was, it, who was it that God used? Now, the only way a person comes to Jesus is if God draws him to Jesus. And in fact, Jesus himself put it this way. He said in John chapter six, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them. So it's ultimately God who's at work drawing us to Jesus. But one of the way God works is through Stars that stand out in our lives. And we become starstruck as we look at their lives and they point us in the direction of Bethlehem where the real star of Christmas is, Jesus Christ. When I think about the stars that led me to Jesus, immediately the first thing that comes to mind is our founding pastor, my father. And my dad, yeah, let's give God praise for our founding pastor. He was an amazing pastor. He really was. And he was the star that really led me to Jesus. You know, it was four years ago this past Friday, he went home to be with the Lord. And so as I move toward Christmas, I always have these memories. I have these fond memories of me and my dad. They say that, you know, they, they say that your first ideas about God, psychologists say, they come from your parents. And it was never hard for me to imagine a heavenly father who had unconditional love for me because I had an earthly father who had unconditional love for me. He showed me the way. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm grateful. And you never had to doubt what was at the center of my dad's life. He was deeply devoted to Jesus. He loved his work, but work was not at the center. He loved his golf, but golf wasn't at the center. He loved his family, but his family was not at the center of his life. Jesus was at the center of his life, and everything else flowed out of that. It really did. I saw that. In fact, one of the examples of that is when it came to Christmas Eve, you never had to wonder where we would be. Our family was in church on Christmas Eve. It was. 
Now, it just made sense to my dad because after all, the word Christmas, when you break it down, it means the mass of Christ. And so it just made sense to him that you would start off your Christmas celebration by going to church to honor Jesus. When his friends would ask him, Kenny, why are you going to church on Christmas Eve? He would tell them, my brother will remember this. He would tell them, look, it's not my birthday. It's not my kid's birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. And we're going to go to church to celebrate his birthday before we do anything else on Christmas Eve. That's just how my dad rolled. And out of that deep devotion to Jesus came this, came this incredible deep love for other people. The highlight of my dad's year, no joke, the highlight of his year was our celebration of love. The day we would give out food to help people at Christmas. See, my dad grew up in poverty, so he always had a deep compassion for the poor. And this celebration of love, it dates all the way back into the 1980s. Now we have to give food. We serve so many people, we have to do it over a month. But back then it was a day. And on that day, my dad would show up and he would, first of all, he would get out and greet people and he would say, Christmas is about God's love. You may remember this, Mr. Hemmen. Christmas is God leaning over the balconies of heaven and saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. That Christmas was about God's great love for us. And then he would pray a blessing on the people. And then he would get out and serve. And when he was serving, I can see up here that I never saw my dad more joyful during the year than when he was serving those who were needy. I saw this deep devotion to Christ that flowed into a deep love for other people. I guess what I'm saying is I may be biased, but my dad wasn't just a star. He was a supernova that led me to Jesus. He really was. And I don't know. Maybe God felt he needed to idiot-proof it for me. And so he put a supernova in my life. But I want you to think about who was it? Who was it, Larry? Who was the star that stood out and you became starstruck and they pointed you in the direction of Bethlehem? Who was it? Who was it, Buzz? Who was it, that star that stood out that pointed you in the direction of Bethlehem? Aurora, who was it, that star? that God put in your life, and that star shone so brightly that it directed you to Bethlehem to meet the real star, Jesus Christ. See, all of us, as we look at our lives, we have stars that have pointed us in the right direction, and Christmas is a great time to give God thanks and praise for the stars that he put into our lives. Can we give God praise for that? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'm a star in the making. Say that with me. I'm a star in the making. I better get my sunglasses out. It's getting bright in here. Because we move from 
to the next moment has to do with the guest stars that we see in the Christmas story from being starstruck to guest stars. Now, I saw this nativity, uh, children's nativity, where the kids are singing, and there's one child, she's an angel. She loves what she's doing, and she really stands out. See if you can pick her out in this group. Oh, she's giving it her best. Yeah. Kids at Christmas, shepherds and angels. You find the account of shepherds and angels, of course, in Luke chapter 2. So let's look at that passage together. We read, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. At night. Say that with me. At <laughs> night. Have you noticed how much of the nativity story is set at night? When the wise men see the star, they see it when? They see it at? And when Jesus is born, he is born at? And when the angels appear to the shepherds, they appear at? It's as if this whole story is set in such a way to remind us, to preach to us, to shout to us that in the middle of the dark, in the middle of the darkness of that world, in the middle of the darkness in this world, in the middle of the darkness in your world, the light is about to break in. Rise and shine, for your light has come, Cathedral of Faith. The glory of the Lord is rising upon you. Now, we continue reading. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Say that with me. Good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And then we continue. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. It continues. Here is how you will know I am telling you the truth. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. The shepherds get invited to the party in Bethlehem. That may not seem like a big deal to us, but it was a very big deal back then. That's why I say they were guests, but they were surprise guests. Because nobody in that day would have invited them to the party. When it came to the shepherds, the religious mucky mucks of the day, they said there are six professions that are unworthy. And one of those professions was being a shepherd. The shepherds couldn't go into the synagogue because they were said to be ritually unclean because of what they did. A shepherd wasn't allowed to give testimony in a court of law because their testimony was considered unreliable. And yet, who was invited to the party at Christmas? It's the shepherds. And isn't that just like God? When others write you off, God writes you into his story. Amen. 
Yeah. That the love of God is for every person. The knowledge of God is for every person. The purpose of God is for every person. The prominent and the plain. The upper class, the middle class, the lower class, and those who have no class at all. All of us are invited to the party at Christmas. Can we give God praise for how wide his love really is? Insiders and outsiders, you're all invited. And so these surprise guests, then we see them turn into the guest stars of the story. In Luke chapter 2, we continue reading. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word. Spread the word. Would you say that with me? Spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed. They were starstruck at what the shepherds had said to them. They spread the word. These shepherds become the first evangelist of the Christmas story. They had good news, and they just couldn't keep it to themselves. Now, last Christmas, one of our parishioners, a lady, after service, uh, I, I met her right outside here, and she gave me a Christmas gift, and she had made a tutu. It was a little Raiders tutu. Isn't that cute? And now the thing about it is this, is that we didn't have a granddaughter at the time. And so I think it was her way of saying, keep hope alive. Not just for the Raiders, but having a granddaughter. <laughs> keep hope alive. And at the time, my wife and I, we honestly, we weren't sure if we'd have any more grandkids. But you'll never guess what happened. This year at Christmas, my daughter is pregnant and she's going to have a little girl. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh my! That lady must have been a prophet! Holy smokes! I mean, and I just can't stop talking about it. I told my brother, I told my friends. I mean, I told you last Sunday in this sermon. I'm telling you again this Sunday in this sermon. Have I told you that my daughter is going to have a little girl? Right? Because that's what we do. You're excited. It's good news. And you can't keep that good news to yourself. And the news that the shepherds hear about, it's good news. They can't keep it to themselves. And so they spread the word. They tell the story. That's what a witness does. They just share their story. Everybody in here has some story. Nobody has a story just like you. Everybody has a story to tell. What's your story? They share their story. And what God does is he uses that story, their testimony, as a witness to shine a light on the Savior in Bethlehem and the people around it are starstruck. They're amazed. Those are the guest stars of nativity. That brings us finally, though, to the moment when a star is born. 
In Daniel, we read an interesting passage about human beings. It says, men and women who have lived wisely and well will shine brilliantly like the cloudless star-strewn night skies. And those who put others on the right path to life will glow like stars forever. Amen? Will glow like stars forever. That's you and me, shining like stars. There's a telescope you may have heard of. It's called the James Webb Space Telescope, and it went operational back in July. And we're able to see further in space than ever before. For example, one prominent scientist posted a picture on his Twitter account, and he said it was a picture of the star that is nearest to the sun. That's pretty cool, huh? Only it turns out it was all just a prank. It's not a picture of a star in space. It's a picture of a slice of chorizo. <laughs> Can't always believe what you see on the internet. Now, here's a picture, though, of an actual star through the Webb telescope. And this is when a star is born. And as I understand it in my limited framework, it's when... This, the, the clouds of gas and the space dust, they begin to compress and they form a clump and that clump has a nuclear reaction and then the nuclear reaction heats up and when that clump reaches 10 million degrees, that's when a star is born. And I was thinking, when you step across the line, every journey starts with a step, but when you step across that line and when you become a follower of Jesus, there is a spiritual nuclear reaction. You become born again. And when you become born again, a star is born. And that star is you. That star is you. Can you see yourself shining? Do you know who you are? If you know who you are, you'll know what to do. In Philippians chapter 2, it says that we can be a star to those who have never found the way, to those who have lost their way. You can be that star that helps them to find their way back to Bethlehem. And it can all be with a simple change of attitude. Look at what Philippians 2, 2, uh, chapter 2 says. It says, do everything without complaining or arguing. Hello! Wow, we could just stop right there and all go home and try to put that into practice. But it says just as little shift in attitude can, well, things can start shining a little bit more. It says then you will be blameless and innocent. You will be God's children without any faults among people who are crooked and corrupt. You will shine like stars among them in the world as you hold firmly to the word of life. Another translation of that same passage reads this way. Go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air. I love that. In this squalid and polluted society, provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night. If you're comfortable doing this, a breath of fresh air, would you just take a deep breath with me and exhale? A breath of fresh air. 
That God's intent for you is to shine like a star that stands out in your world, at home, at work, at school, in the hood. Wherever you're at, you're like a breath of fresh air. A breath of fresh air in a world where there's so much corruption and pollution around. You become the fresh air that they breathe. That leads them to Bethlehem. Amen. What does that look like this week for you? It may be, well, the breath of fresh air and just the way you have integrity at work or the breath of fresh air in the way that you care for the poor or the breath of fresh air in the way that you respond to adversity you're facing. The World of Arts Department is, is going to get things set up here for this last number. Steve's going to come out, and it's going to be a great celebration. But before they do that, let me tell you about one lady I met a couple weeks ago right out here in the lobby. Her and her husband and her, her son are part of our church family. She came up, and you know how your world can turn on a dime. It really can. It really can. And she had just found out She'd just been diagnosed that she had breast cancer. And so her family, she asked me to pray. And I said, sure, I'll pray. And before I began my prayer, though, she said, can you pray for one other thing? And I said, sure, I'll pray for one other thing. And she said, can you pray for my neighbor? I've been inviting him to church. I keep inviting him. He hasn't come yet, but I haven't given up. And I thought to myself, you know what? When I'm facing a difficulty, what I tend to do is it's all about me. All I can think about is my difficulty. Woe is me. But this lady somehow has the capacity to look beyond herself, to ask prayer for herself, but not just for her, but for this neighbor. In fact, she went on to say, you know, Ken, Pastor Ken, she said, I really, I'm ready to go to heaven. I am but I really feel I have more people around me that I can point to Bethlehem and bring to Jesus. And so I'm asking God to extend my life a little bit more. And I thought to myself, that lady is a supernova. Do you know who you are? When you know who you really are, you'll know what to do with your life. So Cathedral of Faith, shine. You're a star in the making. Jesus himself said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And all God's people said, amen. Let's give God praise, amen, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you for this day, this glorious day. If you would say, Pastor Ken, I know about Jesus. I've heard about Jesus, but I've never really stepped across the line and become a follower of Jesus. And I want to do that. This is my day. I'm going to Bethlehem. I'm not going to miss this moment. 
If that's a decision you're making in this room or wherever you're at online, just raise your hand real high and I wanna agree with you that this is your moment. God bless you, 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 God bless you. God sees your hand, God sees your heart. This is what Christmas is all about, God's love reaching out to us. Father, I thank you for this day, this glorious day. Jesus, his people are surrendering their life to you and becoming followers of you. And God, I pray for all of us this day, a cathedral of faith, friends, family, guests, that once more you get a hold of our hearts and our eyesight, and we would be able to see who we're called to be, that we are to shine like stars by your grace and by your glory. Let it happen beginning today. And all God's people said, amen. Can we give God praise one more time? Hallelujah. Oh, remain standing as the team comes to celebrate. Yeah.
would you let Steve and the worship bars team, let them know how much you appreciate it. Them helping us to celebrate. Wow. Oh, love you, buddy. Man, it's so good to have you back here at Cathedral. I'll tell you what, if that doesn't put a spring in your step, your springer's broken. Amen. Just a couple things before I dismiss you. First of all, right after service, our, our team will be down here. If you need prayer, our team will be down front to pray with you and pray for you. And then don't forget, you can experience Bethlehem over in the chapel and then out in the lobby. We've got all kinds of things happening. If you don't have to rush home, go by. And in fact, Pastor Vaughn, are you out in the lobby? Yes, I am, Pastor Ken. I know the crazy celebration is still going on in there, but we are getting ready to get live in the lobby out here. So please, on your way out, please everyone, come out and visit all these great vendors. There's amazing food. There's amazing merch. You still have time to get that last Christmas gift or two. There you right go. Out here. And Steve Crawford has amazing music. He's gonna be singing out here. He wants to shake your hand. He wants to say hello. And please, come support his music. You can get a Christmas gift for somebody else. And you can also bless my brother to get his whole family some Christmas presents tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. In fact, I've got some of Steve's music right here. And so I want to give this Merry Christmas. You guys have a wonderful Christmas. Enjoy that music this season. And I've got to say, I've got one of the vendors out there, uh, Jenny Cakes, again, that we've got, they've got really good food in the lobby. Uh, these are the best cupcakes. I don't get a cut from this. I'm just telling you. These are the best cupcakes I've ever had. She's out in the lobby. And Mark, I want you to have these. You and Lisa, Merry Christmas, buddy. I love you, man. Oh, I look forward to seeing you in the lobby. And then this week, the celebration continues. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, every day this week, may you shine brightly like the star that you really are. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. All God's people said, amen. God bless you as you go.